0: Before we get started we have a favor to ask of our listeners if you enjoy the show please make sure to not only subscribe but to give us a good rate and review on your podcatcher of choice and tell your friends about us not only does it help the show but it makes us feel like we're actually providing something worthwhile to the collecting community if you haven't listened to some of our older shows i encourage you to go back and do so as we have some really great interviews with others in the star wars fandom whether about their custom work, toy photography, books on collecting, and more. And if you have a topic you'd like Kessel Run Collecting to highlight on a show, please let us know. For now, you can email us at ejb at holdingthegroundpro.com or message us via our Facebook page. Now, on to the show. Hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of Kessel Run Collecting i'm your host Derek, and with me as always my good friend matt what's going on everybody yeah so matt and i just recorded a two and a half hour (laughs) episode where we talked about a bunch of the reveals at uh, star wars celebration but in this episode this is going to be one of our regular shows where we go over recent announcements uh ones that weren't done at Celebration, uh, as well as recent pickups. And our topic for today, we are going to be continuing our series where we cover our top 10 figures from the various figure lines. And this episode, it is going to be Power of the Force 2.
1: Yes, if you wanted to hear our top 10 Kenner figures, that was last episode or episode before last, if I remember correctly.
0: Yep. So, uh, all right, let's get into some of what what we've been doing recently. Um, before we get into recent pickups, um, one thing I was happy to have gotten finished, and I don't know if you saw uh, pictures of this. I did post on Imperial Shipyards, but I finished my Home 1 uh, Briefing Room diorama.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I didn't see it.
0: Oh, you haven't seen it yet?
1: No, dude, I had, I had COVID for two, for a week and a half. And then I had my, my girlfriend visited. So if I have basically, it was a week with, uh, just, you know, I wasn't able to like do the deep dives I wanted. Well, kind of. Cause you know, we, we do the girlfriend and boyfriend thing. So I didn't really want to like say, no, no, Chris, sit over there in the chair for six hours while I deep dive these boards. Uh-huh. On the internet, so. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. I posted it on, uh, Imperial shipyards. I, I probably should actually post them on the Kessel run, uh, Uh, facebook page but yeah i finally finished that and the the great thing about doing that diorama i was like a bunch of people sitting around never looked so good (laughs) Mm. because that is one of the advantages of that diorama does a lot happen no a lot of people look at a hologram and talk but the great thing about it is you can fit so many figures into that scene Like, say, for example, you do the Emperor's throne room. Oh, that's a really cool diorama. But how many figures ever populate it in one scene? You know, four. Yeah. Yeah. You could say maybe if you count the elevator and you have the royal guards, five. Okay. Or the Emperor is talking to Vader and he's got his uh, dignitaries off to the side. Okay. Well, again, you only have like four or five. Um, so it's a lot of shelf space and very little figures you can put on it. The briefing room is pretty big. It's about um, about 25 inches wide, and I think like 13 deep or something. But I think I have like 19 to 20 figures into it so far. And you could put more in because uh, you can put all your main cast. You can uh, have, you know, uh, Akbar, Medine Mothma, uh, you could put other Calamari officers, Ishi Tib, um, Prune Face, and his buddy, um, the, as I, I said, pilots already, um, and then the Endor Commandos. So you mm. can fit a lot of figures into that diorama, which is really nice. And I made uh, a couple new parts for it uh, the doors and doorways that there was these little computer modules that are on a couple of those uh steps so uh those were resin cast new products the most challenging thing was the death star hologram that was really really uh fun i use that in the uh, sarcastic sense a lot of fun to do um but anyway uh obviously this is an audio podcast so uh Go to Imperial Shipyards and, uh, you know, look for it there. Um, so I was happy to get that done. And a lot of what I did for it didn't cost me hardly anything because almost all the plastic in it was scrap left over from other projects. So that is always a big bonus. <laughs> nice. Uh, but And I had to do a lot of my own decal work for it, which that that was a pain. But, what was your guy? Uh, huh?
1: What happened to your guy? That is your decals. Was it?
0: Well, I wasn't going to ask him for something that was just for me. Oh, okay. So, uh, so yeah, I I actually did all the artwork for the for the decals and stuff. It, it looks good enough for what I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, that happened. Uh, a couple other cool things is uh, my Indiegogo campaign to fund the spaceport cantina was very successful Hmm. and I've started casting pieces for that. And it's good. This is going to take me a long time to fulfill the backers because just the alcove, like the basic alcove alone, I'm going to have like almost 200 of them to make. (laughs) Nice. Uh, Not as many of like the entrance and stuff, but because each full cantina has eight alcoves that it's, I actually just made myself a second mold this weekend for the alcove to try to speed things up. So, uh, that's something underway. That's really great. I think the texture on the walls, I'm really happy with how that came out. Um, and, um, the other thing I did, uh, like a week, maybe two ago, uh, it was right at the end of the campaign, but they said it's not going to air for a couple weeks. Um, I was on the, uh, vintage collector podcast, Oh um, as a guest And, and we did an interview. It was like pretty long and in depth, uh, getting to talk about hole in the ground productions. And, uh, you know, I got to go into the whole history of where I started and how I ended up here. And, you know, we touched on the, uh, the Cantina campaign, um, which i said well there are a couple days left and they said well the episode's not going to air for a little bit um but because it met its funding goal um i can keep it up on demand so it's still active if someone wants to you know hears this and says oh i missed out on the cantina no you didn't you can still go there you can still buy it um and back the project so i just kind of wanted to get that out of the way because that was exciting um that I got to do that I'm going to be really really busy over the next couple months because not only do I have all those cantinas to make at the end of May I have a convention coming up and I need to stock props for that so I probably have to make about a hundred different props for for that on top of it Uh, so um anyway let's get into recent finds and pickups and if you want to go first, Matt.
1: Uh, so recent finds and pickups. Alright, so uh, you know, the only thing I've got recently was stuff I ordered like four months, five months ago. <laughs> so what came? The uh the indoor bunker came. And yes, I bought one of those ATSTs with Chewbacca. <sighs> and what else showed up since then? Um, well, I got a Jeremot Colton or, from from you, which I love. Uh, I'll be putting his head on one of the extra Boba Fett figures to make that production still of old Jeremy Bullock in Boba Fett's gear. I picked up a Bell Sartha I found in in this in a Walmart down in um I want to say it was in West Virginia last week. Uh, but really that's been about it since our last show.
0: Yeah. I'm kind of in the same boat. I haven't really, by the way, how do you like that indoor bunker? Uh, you
1: know, it's not bad. It's bigger than it looks in the pictures. That's the first thing I noticed about it. Like, oh, it's kind of deep. It has, it has the swivel open door for Honda. Try to hotwire it. It has a little like R2 port slide open for R2 to put his little like access thing into um it comes together and it's a little bit more firm than the original power of the force 2 one like like it oh that you, thing
0: you you looked at it wrong and the door just would fall off <laughs> yeah yeah
1: these won't do that these doors are like built into the roof so there's a there's a there's a ground there's a track on the ground it's like a sliding glass door is how they mm-hmm. how they did it so there's a groove on the in the roof and in the ground and on the base plate to where they won't come out
0: yeah i um uh big bad toys like i intend to get one i wasn't going to pre-order it because i didn't think it would sell out uh last i checked Big bag tour store <laughs> it sold out yeah. the pre-orders um i'm hoping it shows up in stores at some point um i'd love to get it sooner rather than later because i want to make a interior room that people can put on the back but i Kind of need Ooh. to have the toy in hand, so so I know that I'm making the dimensions where it uh, can line up with it. Okay, so. I can't see that this would be something that doesn't eventually show up like on a on a store shelf.
1: Yeah, true. It's it's made for that with the uh, the size of the box. The box is not very thick. The vo- the box is only about as thick as. I was comparing it. It's thinner than the the width, like, you know how like the Imperial Troop Transport's about a foot long and about six inches wide?
0: Yeah, it's like a like, shoebox. Yeah,
1: it's thinner than the Imperial Troop Transport's six inches wide shoebox. It's thinner when you get it. It comes in pieces, you have to put it together. So, okay. it would fit on shelves pretty easily. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if we do see it eventually in some places.
0: Alright, so what I have right now is my order is processing for my Andor from Aldani on Big Bad Toys Store. Really? Yep. I have
1: I have not gotten any of those yet.
0: Yep. That is processing uh, what I had shipped. I haven't <laughs> gotten it yet. And this is not Star Wars, but my Optimus Prime Bishouju, which are you wait, familiar wait. with the Bishouju stat? Yes, I
1: know what Bishouju means. And Optimus Prime was... It's not a human to look like the Soju.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay, they but they did one <laughs> and it's freaking awesome. Oh my uh, god. I I got it. Um I pre-ordered it as soon as they announced it last year. Uh they're also doing a Megatron coming later this year, which I I don't care for how they did the Megatron quite as much, but I kind of feel like the two are a pair, so Uh, i pre-ordered that and then they did announce a bumblebee which it's cute but for one i was never a big fan of bumblebee but the optimus prime one just the way they did it was was cool like the girl has uh she's holding almost like a toolbox or something like that but it looks like optimus prime's trailer and uh, she's got like a, like a pendant or necklace around her neck that looks like the Matrix and stuff. It was really clever how they did it. Um, so I, uh, you know, I'm waiting for that to come in. I have the the Jade and the Jaina Solo ones, which are amazing. Uh, it, it, it's a shame didn't, that they, didn't they do like stopped two... making them.
1: Ninety-two versions of Varanus and at least two, like two versions of Lady
0: J, as well. In the yes, episodes. yes, different color variations. And I really wish they had continued with the Star Wars one. The third one was supposed to be a Femme trooper, and it was about the time Disney took over. Ah, and, eh, self-explanatory. Got killed. Um
1: I know they did like Jason and Freddie as Besoju girls too, or Michael Myers or something. They did like a really
0: good Ghostbuster one, which I oh, don't yeah. Have. Um but yeah, um why don't they do RC? That'd be the person to do. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they do, so hopefully maybe they'll do that one and do a really good job. Um I uh I thought if they had continued. The line, Ahsoka would have been a perfect pick because oh, yeah. she's already animated. <laughs> yeah, Ahsoka or uh, did you Princess Leia? Yeah. No, they only ever did Jaina and Mara Jade. Which the interesting oh. thing about that is they were both EU characters that they chose. Yeah, to do.
1: you're right. Maybe the, the product license is cheaper for EU characters.
0: Yeah, but the uh, the Mara the Jaina Solo I got used. And I didn't pay that much for it. I only paid like fifty-five, maybe, for it. Hmm. The Mara Jade when it came out, I got it right when it came out, and it was like eighty bucks. And I know last time I looked it up, it was like four hundred or more that it was going for nice. on the secondary market because you know they're never going to make it again, yeah, and no. especially being an EU character. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm waiting for my Optimus Prime to come in the one thing i did get completely unexpected i got it yesterday i picked up the retro collection Uh
1: oh i know why because he looks pretty good he's really close to it as a retro guy
0: he is however there there there's another factor my wife and i were at the mall and i walked in fye which which Mm. they sell star wars figures okay they sell them for
1: For double price yes i saw
0: oh like insane markups like the original ticket here is 1977 (laughs) okay (laughs) however apparently when they do clearances they want that stuff gone like their clearances do not fool around it was four ninety-four on clearance. There you go. That's what, so I that's said good. for that I'll pick it up. It it definitely needs some additional paint apps. Look, it looks very, very plain. Um but anyway, five five dollars. Got myself a droid. I'll be happy with it. He even there comes with a uh, with like a little hammer or some sort of accessory.
1: Yeah, that's what he uses in the show, I think, is a hammer for yep. something. So
0: uh, yeah, that was that was my one pickup. And I I took a look at the other full price figures just to mainly get a laugh. And there they had uh Merrick's R2 unit. Mm. And they wanted like twenty-five dollars for it. Yep. And they had um they, they had two left, and the crazy thing about them having two left, which meant they apparently sold a bunch for full price, and I'm like, okay, either people that are too stupid, or, you know, they're desperate to get that uh, Tatooine Boba Fett, forty five dollars. Wait
1: for the deluxe one with the little two little helmets. Yes. Oh no. 45.
0: dollars oh, yeah. I'm like if anyone knows anything about how those are priced. I I don't see how they would sell them for full, those are, full price.
1: Yeah, those are people that are hoping that whoever comes by doesn't have the internet and just they're like grandparents that buy Star Wars for their, for their grandkids cuz they know the kids like Star Wars and don't really care about the price at that point. Yeah,
0: those those prices are insane at so, yeah, I mean if it if it wasn't a clearance item. Like I've seen him plenty of times and I had thought about picking him up. I'm like $13, mm-hmm. 5 POA? Mm, I don't need him that bad. $5 more like it. I'll do that. Yeah,
1: me, me and my me and my, my girlfriend Chris, we went to our FYE in uh here in Columbus. They had the Dark Trooper.
0: <laughs> I saw the Dark Trooper within the last week at Target. And I'm like oh. If I had known I would see two on the pegs in Target, you know, like, three, four months after I received mine from Big Bad Toy Store, I could have saved myself a couple of dollars. Uh,
1: Well, I I haven't been to a Target yet since, like I said, I just got over COVID, but we went to FYE, like, when she first got here, and we saw those prices, too, and the Dark Trooper was sitting there for, like, I think it was like fifty five dollars for the dark. Oh Trooper. my
0: gosh! I was like, that's you amazing. know what? It'll, it'll sit here. Yesterday, I was at Walmart and they actually had one Andor and one Vel.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's what. That's where I got the when I got my Vel with my girlfriend. They had one Andor, and one Vel because we know the Mortar Trooper is in that wave, and it is nowhere to be found. I don't think we're getting solid cases. Maybe.
0: I wasn't going to get the Mortar Trooper, and I have to admit, I went on Big Bad Toy Store the other day to place some pre-orders, and they had it in stock, and I said, what the heck, I'll get it. <laughs> yep. So uh, I, I have one of those sitting in my pile of loot. I'm just waiting for some more stuff to show up. Yep, yep,
1: yep. I'm waiting for my Ander
0: Wave to show up. Uh, it's supposed to be coming,
1: because I pre-ordered that uh see that's what? the thing
0: that's so maddening like if i could guarantee i would see it in the store i would wait i would wait and save myself some money but it's like i have to pay for that guarantee that i know i'm gonna get it
1: yeah it sucks but it's what happens when we have to check that when when a distributor and manufacturer decides to trickle our trickle the uh, product where we well, they're getting better, I will say, recently, you try to start filling the pegs like they should be, but they're still not filled like they should be. But anyway. anyway.
0: So, uh, let's go on to some new product announcements. And one of them uh, was, I think it was a while ago that it that it was shown, but I think it might have been since we recorded our last episode is uh the vintage collection uh tusken raider the the female one from book of boba fett oh yeah uh b- because apparently for mandomania <laughs> we're getting book book of boba boba fett. Fett figures <laughs> uh so we had that uh that's actually one of the ones i pre-ordered um mm-hmm. the Next one kind of, I think, took a lot of people by surprise, but we got an army builder set of Tuscan Raiders from Book of Boba Fett. That includes the, uh, the Chief. Tusken Chieftain. Yep. Yeah, that one caught me by surprise, too. And I still got it, though, but... Okay, you are getting the army builder?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm getting one. I'm not going to go crazy like I usually do, because I wanted him to go with the Tuscan Warriors, because I mean, they were kind of like a couple in the show.
0: And that yeah. is my real problem with it. Is if they just single carded the Chieftain, uh, that that's what I want. I don't necessarily need a whole tribe of Tuskins. I just want those unique ones. But I and I'm you know someday they might single card him, but they haven't gone back and single carded Captain Antilles from the uh, Rebel Fleet Trooper pack. You know, it's if you really want him. You kind of guy to get him here i think the thing keeping me away from it too is that the chieftain the head sculpt on it is it just me or does his head look kind of bulbous yeah weird doesn't it it doesn't quite look right and so i think that kind of sealed the deal for me on passing on it because i said eh, i don't think the sculpt's actually that good like it almost looks like they took some of the other tuscan heads and tried to just sculpt over them to, to make it look like him uh, didn't quite work for me hmm.
1: remember when we first saw the Tuscan head redone a couple years ago when they re-released the Tuscan on the vintage collection card yeah and, and it we didn't look like, right either yeah we were like what the heck I don't know if they're just it's a bad mold they have or just I would prefer this the old head on that stuff but just repainted it so ah you know you know it's just what it is
0: yeah, uh, and then we got again from Book of Boba Fett, uh, Luke's, uh, I guess Luke Jedi Training Academy or whatever they're calling it, uh, from Book of Boba Fett. Uh, you know, I've I've said it a million times on on other shows, the Mandoverse version of Luke, he doesn't look that different from Return of the Jedi Luke for me, so it is an easy pass. I, I I ordered it. I've got it actually already. I think I got it
1: before even before our last show last time, because he um really I thought it was
0: just announced.
1: Mando or Luke. Are you, you thinking oh, about the oh, you're I mean, thinking book about book the
0: one from the Star Cruiser where he comes yeah. and gets Grogu.
1: Well that's not a man yes, because you what you're talking about is a like book of Boa fett Luke, not yep.
0: a Mando Luke. So And I think not... the outfit is slightly different too, right? It is
1: like in if you notice that, yeah, 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 I got the Star Cruiser version. I don't got the the, the book of little fit version with the little baby Yoda that goes in the back that he has not come with, which will probably be a deluxe later. People, a lot of the keen eyed model, uh, mold watchers are saying, Hey, his boots aren't really accurate for that, but cause you can't really see it, but it's made in such a way that it looks a whole lot like 77 and farm boy version. Of his legs, but in black, and like this might be the beginnings of the mold to get a good some a good farm boy version of him out. I'm not unlike I'm you. It's I preferred the reserve version instead of the sitting around. Because oh yeah, because remember this is what we talked about earlier. That horrible, horrible Tarkin-esque skirt he has. That uh is that cloth version skirt that it comes with. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my word.
0: Yeah, I, no. I'm really surprised they're doing it for Luke, unless it's because they specifically want him to be able to sit.
1: Yeah, that's odd to me too. Well, you know, he would not be able to do that even with soft plastic, because you couldn't get the because uh, the knees, as because see, knee joints are not nearly as tension tight as hip joints are. So. You try to do that with soft plastic it would it would just push it back or possibly hurt it actually so yeah that
0: that's that's part of the issue with some of those sculpts is you know for it to be an action figure you need it to sit especially if it's like say you want to put them in the Millennium Falcon in a seat or something you have to be able to have the characters sit so the, I understand there's a uh, a difficult balance and sometimes there's no perfect answer to it you either just have to have your characters that they can never sit down (laughs) or you have a cloth skirt that doesn't quite look right Mm -hmm. and i think for some of those where if they can do it you know obviously it depends on the costume if you had to have soft goods like say it was kind of like uh the jedi tunic you have to do the whole thing in that soft goods the upper torso and the bottom, because then at least it's all the same texture. It all matches, and I... even if uh, you know they they have to switch fabrics, some you know as some sort of running change, that whole outfit will match. When you have plastic and then you have a piece of fabric, and it's supposed to be the same piece of fabric, it, it, it there's almost no way to make it look correct.
1: <laughs> I know, because if you remember, the old VOTC farm boy, Luke, had, or was it VOTC? Which one of it was? Had the white piece of cloth all the way down. And um, uh, it was really bulky. Are you thinking
0: of the, De- the Death Star escape, Luke? Yeah. He had cloth.
1: Yeah, it was. It's, it's one cloth piece all the way down past the belt. Where's the belt? Yeah, to the tunic, to the skirt part. Where you can take this, the cloth off of him, and he's like a, just a pale dude underneath. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they did one like that for the medical frig, uh, medical frig, medical frigate.
1: Um, Yeah, they also did one for for a farm boy version of it too, because I remember seeing Um, the wait.
0: I think it was the original OTC vintage that had a cloth tunic. Uh, Okay, I think so.
1: Well, anyway, I (laughs) maybe cloth technology's advanced since then. My, I hope so. I. I would have just rather they uh, make the lower part of the skirt removable so he can sit and then uh, put it back together. So, you know, when he stands,
0: all good. Hmm. Maybe. Then it will be deluxe. $28. Shit. $28 for a figure because he can now sit. (laughs) Yeah, well. All right. So moving on, the uh, final one I have, uh, unless you have something I didn't think of here, is once again from Book of Boba Fett and we knew he was coming, they announced it before, uh, was Cad Bane and I am so happy for you yeah. him too.
1: I am happy. I wanted Cad Bane. Did I play work Cad Bane? Shoot. I might not have pre Cad Bane. I've got to check it out. Um, I... I want, yeah, I'm glad. I like the Cad Bane. I've always liked the character. He's it's the first time we get him in a realistic style in our scale, even though he's been done that way a couple times in six inch, but never, never three and three quarter. So now we get a chance to. And I'm going to check my Entertainment Earth orders right now because I can't remember if I ordered him or not.
0: Yeah, I think I went on and got the pre-ordered the Tuscan female Cad Bane. Jared Jod. Piet. 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 Okay, yeah. Yeah, I, I pre-ordered, I think, the three of those, and then I decided to get the um, the rocket, the mortar trooper. Okay. Uh, and, and I blame Matthew Cohen for taking such good pictures of the figure posed and everything. I know. Yeah, it looked... Seriously, if they had just had a photo of the thing standing there with the accessories, I wouldn't have bought it. But it was actually... Seeing it in those action poses that made the difference for me on buying it.
1: Agreed. I uh I wasn't gonna buy the new at ATST and Chewbacca, but the stuff looks so good and I got it anyway because the picture and the art and the box looks so good. But anyway,
0: the show presentation really, really matters. Yeah, it's why and...
1: window boxes are so important. Windows on
0: exactly you go by and you're like well that looks like a a great photo there of, of, of something that could be in the box I, I wish i knew what was actually in the box <laughs> so uh if you don't have any any other ones there we can go right into our main topic sounds good power of the force 2 our top 10 and uh, collectors now, uh some some of us kind of look back on that era and those figures as, uh, you know, poor quality, you know, as far as the sculpts, you know, that you had the muscled up He-Man look and, uh, you know, also from a value standpoint, you know, they're not worth much because they mass produced them like crazy. They knew people were hungry for star Wars and they went nuts on the production numbers uh, you know, you go to, if you wanted a carded set, it wouldn't be hard to put together and probably, <laughs> probably wouldn't cost you that much, you know? Um, however, uh, one thing that sometimes we forget is all the new stuff we got with it. Yes, we got oh, a lot of vehicles yes. that were just recycled or slightly retooled, but as far as new characters, it, there were it a lot. was exciting not just was star wars back but we were getting new stuff from it
1: you will see a theme <laughs> of that in my list let me and let you know
0: pro- probably mine as well and for me like when when this first came out i never got the muscled up luke or han or leia uh i may have had chewie but i think i got it from like a friend or something because to me this was a continuation of the star wars line so for for my perspective if there was a figure that i didn't think was a vast improvement over the original kenner one i generally passed it up like for example um the uh rancor keeper i thought the kenner version of the rancor keeper was actually a stronger mold and a stronger sculpt than what Power of the Force 2 was. So I didn't buy it because I wasn't replacing it the way I do with my modern figures now, where I want the the best-looking version of it. For me, this was like, hey, I never got Tarkin before. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was what excited me more about the line than anything and so you and i might kind of be on the same track with with some of these picks Mm -hmm. um so uh once again i didn't really put them in a particular order um but i'll 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 try to as i go uh, okay but i will let you go first
1: Thank you, because I have two honorable mentions that didn't make my list, but had we had a dozen, a flat dozen, they would have would have been. My two honorable mentions were the TIE Fighter pilot. He didn't, even though we had an original TIE Fighter pilot, this was a significantly better TIE Fighter pilot than the old vintage or Kenner one. And my second one was an all-new figure, well, it was a figure we had that technically was all-new, and people might get mad that he's not on my list, but... Removable helmet, Darth Vader. That was so awesome to have, um, to see him finally have that little cheek, little helmet up, and he's like, and Sebastian Shaw underneath, like, "Now go, my son. Leave me." Uh, no, that was one those were things of magic, right there. Um, all right, so aside from those two, we'll start with my number ten guy, and it's. I consider new and he's only made this list here in the last two years. Cause I still go back and look at my old power, of force two figures and really listen to the podcast about him was Luke X-Wing from the second wave. But Matt, we had a Luke X-Wing in the vintage kinder days. We did young mortal. But if you notice, even though it's a Luke X-Wing pilot, he's not in the X-Wing pilot gear. He's in snow speeder gear. With a puffed up collar and the gray gloves, so wait, we had wait, never wait,
0: wait. the the original Kenner one.
1: The original, the original one was an X-wing, Luke. Right. Pal of the Force Two says Luke X-wing, but he's wearing the snowspeeder gear.
0: Ah, I think you're right. What color is boots? Because that's a difference too. They're gray,
1: gray boots and gray that's gloves.
0: Snowspeeder. Yep.
1: Yep. Which I didn't even realize that until recently when I was like, Oh yeah, it is. I was into a podcast and they were talking about it.
0: Let me and tell you, you just blew my mind <laughs> <laughs> it, it, because it never occurred to me either. Because it said Luke X-Wing. I'm like, okay, Luke X-Wing. Yeah.
1: Because <laughs> uh they would later go on to make a Luke X Wing with the black gloves and black boots. But yeah, this I was like, Oh my god, it's been 25 years, I didn't pick that up.
0: That, that, wow, that's, yeah, yeah, you blew my mind, you blew my mind yeah. with that. Yeah,
1: that went, uh, yeah, G- congrats to uh, Jake Stevens, who, uh, from uh, Forlorn of Zuckus, who mentioned that, and I
0: was like, oh my god, he's right, oh my god, so. Wow, alright, well, I will start off with my honorable mention, and this, um, I don't know if you would count it as a figure, because it could almost be counted as a beast in a way, but the Mail-Away Bomar Monk. Ooh,
1: it almost made my list. It almost made my list.
0: Because I remember when they announced that that was coming out, it was like, it, it was glorious. Now, he came out originally in the red globe or the blue globe? Uh, the blue Okay, and then and then the red um,
1: was retail, right? That's how it went down.
0: Yeah, it came in uh, with like a pack of different like it's, beasts and stuff like that
1: in the saga. In the saga, one blue, yeah, Elf, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: but the Boomer Monk was was great. Had tons of articulation. <laughs> Had uh, eight points of articulation that Spider Droid. The thing that was great about it is, for one, in the movie only see it for a few seconds and it was rather difficult to tell what it looked like like you couldn't tell there was a supposed to be a brain in a jar you know you just yeah saw it's the... in a yeah it's barely like it
1: walks up to 3po in the background and like it's darkly shaded and everything you can't tell anything from it
0: yeah it, it could have been bright blue colored and you could not tell from the movie so it, it was uh it was a. Uh, our first chance getting a really good look at the uh, robot or whatever, and uh, great idea for a mail away. You know, it's something that doesn't fit on a normal card or anything like that. Um, so so happy. I I might have two of them, or at least I had two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, love it. Yeah. Uh, so for my number ten, and. I, I'm gonna cheat a little because I'm counting two figures, even though technically they only shared a couple parts, and that is Han and Luke in stormtrooper gear, mm. because, um, you know we we didn't have the we well we had Luke in stormtrooper gear in the original Power of the Force line, uh, you know he he's fairly rare. He had this tiny little pea-sized head that doesn't even look like luke skywalker and a big old uh stormtrooper helmet um but even back in the power of the force two days you picture luke and han together in those outfits and they never did han and so finally being able to get those in power of the force 2 was really cool uh, the Han, as a lot of people may know, was a mail away from Lay's potato chips of all things. I, no, I think it was Lay's, or was that the Obi? That
1: was that was the Obi one. It was Kellogg's. It was uh, the cereal.
0: Right, right. So it was like a really weird mail away. Uh, but you know that, that that's how we rolled back then yep. on our mailaways. And the the Han, I loved the Han that uh his pose was to hold the blaster in two hands which in the movie han usually used two hands luke used one uh so it was like a cool action pose and uh yeah i love those figures they were great oh my gosh we will have
1: definite crossover my friends to let me let you know (laughs) All right, so that was a great pick, by the way, and for the same reasons because we never got the original Han. Now we did; he was the first male. Away. All right, my number nine was a figure technically kind of done originally in the original Vintage Killer days, but it was in the, he was part of the first twelve. And he and it was hard to understand which version of him he was, and that was the Death Squad Commander. The big mushroom helmeted guy with the black outfit, because we got the version in the original 12 that had the gray outfit that stands up inside the pods with the like the earphones in, right? And his rank plaque is just two little pieces of paint that go instead of an actual rank plaque. Um when we finally got a Death Squad Commander, I just I was so upset that he's in this like running position, like he's posed. But, I, but finding him was so hard to do, and I could finally get, instead of taking vintage Death Squad Commanders and painting them black, I finally had a black one to use with a removable helmet. The, the big mushroom helmet was glorious. I was all about it.
0: All right, so for my number nine, uh, another new figure, or uh, a character we never got before, and was sorely missed in the original, is uh Garadan. Oh fuck, yeah, shoot I'll cut
1: that out. <laughs> I totally forgot about Garadan. I didn't even see him on my list. Oh, oh damn it.
0: Okay. I well, think he was in like one of like one of the early green card waves.
1: I think he was too. I didn't even remember Garadan. It was it was I remember he got made now that you mentioned him, but I did not remember it when I'm making the list. Yeah, yeah, damn that's a good that's a good pick, sir. Very good pick. I would take him over to Death Squad Commander now that I know now that I remember he existed, because he doesn't exist in the Vintage Collection. And we haven't had him since Saga Two, almost fifteen years ago. Yeah, we oh, oh, yeah. only got now. him
0: twice, and and he's a very memorable character from the original films. Uh, yeah, so that that was so exciting to finally be able to get that character.
1: Yeah, agreed. I um, man, that's a great pick, man. Um, so my number eight was talked about earlier, and I remember seeing the old sketches of what would be in the, uh, in the saga extended, or the saga continues from Kenner, and somehow he got off the first Death Star in a shuttle, and that would be Grand Moff Tarkin. That was glorious to see. Um because I don't think Piet was out yet. And so we finally had an Imperial officer mold in the new sculpts and he had giant hands and some weird looking gun, but I loved it. We finally had the original villain from the original movie and uh, yeah, yeah, it was uh, quite a few, uh, quite a few adventures I had with Moff Tarkin setting up before uh, the, the battle of Yavin.
0: Yeah. And you know, the, the, for its time, I thought he was one of the ones that had a really good face sculpt.
1: Yeah, he does, because they can't the gauntness of his cheeks really well, which they have yet to do I think ever so since then.
0: I think the vintage collection one's pretty good.
1: Maybe I'm too distracted by the giant. I, I, know, there's some, pe-
0: I know there's some people with, with you know that have problems with that one, but I think it's pretty solid. Um all right, so my next one is um this is another one you think we would have had uh back in the day, and that is Figuring Dan, another mail away. Oh yeah. Another one I should have put on the list.
1: <laughs> um yeah, figuring Dan, definitely a great one. Oh man, I and here's the thing, I never got the mail away version because I wasn't a part, didn't have the magazine, and I didn't know about the the club getting his offer. So I had no idea he was even out there until so, like Years later, when I or a year later, when I, when I started buying the Tops magazine uh, and getting back issues of it, because I could, because when you're a poor high school kid, you really don't really have a whole lot of money to go spend it on figures, you know. So I had to buy that in the Tops magazine to read about them. And I saw you had to join the collectors, you had to join this the the Star Wars club or something to get on, to get to buy those. And I remember seeing that dude and the ATST driver with, were being offered later on i was like oh can i get this and i never bothered getting it because i was too broke but yes that's a great a great picture
0: yeah it was, and i think there was so much excitement around it because that was such a and people overuse the term iconic but that was an iconic scene the creature cantina and all those band members there and so yeah sorely missed from the original kenner days and it was awesome to finally uh, be able to get them, even though they weren't the best for their time. It was exciting because that was the first time we ever had anything with them. So, agreed.
1: I uh, I hear they all came with all the you got all the instruments with each figure. Yep. yep. Wow, that's I see. I got later on. I got the uh, I got the collection ten that gave them like the cloth goods tunic over top of them to make them slightly different that's the version of my god for power of the force 2 i think it was like power of the jedi and like that in that like a metal tin they came with or it was 30th anniversary where, where it
0: looked it looked very uh original with the racing stripe and everything yeah i, re- I remember that tin set
1: yeah yeah because i mean it's basically the exact same figures just they put a cloth shawl over the front over them to give a more clothy effect and i bought that yeah, this is much later after i had, was in my 30s and had money um. <laughs> uh, all right, so where are we at? Number seven for me. Ah, uh, back to the Cantina for me, actually. Too a figure that's never been done once and never again was not done in vintage either. Was the uh, was a uh, oh, what? Who is the actor in Highway to Heaven? Michael Landon. Michael yeah. Landon's alter ego, the Wolf Man, Lax <laughs> Wait,
0: what do you mean it's his alter ego?
1: Because he was the original uh teenage werewolf was Michael Landon from way back in the day. Oh
0: man. Wow. Yeah, from like the sixties
1: or fifties. And um they, 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 they decades later did Highway to Heaven, but he was the original like Teenage Werewolf if I, if I remember correctly. And uh yeah, so they used his mask for Lack like, Services. I think there's a, there's two of those wolfmen in the cantina. One's like wearing a, a shawl drinking, and then you have Lack Serbak at the table.
0: Well, I think some of the I think some of the confusion is there. there's the, the devil, the bat-faced creature, and I remember always getting the two confused. Like, you see the one with the glowing red eyes, like, Yeah, that's like right. drink? yeah. And I thought that was Laxivrek. That, I think, is actually the bat-face. Oh, okay,
1: creature. yeah. Annoyed, I always thought
0: yeah. they were the same, because the lighting's real low, and you couldn't really see the difference between them.
1: Yeah, impossible. I know the actual, you no, know, the, the, the Devorian guy who's at the two horns, uh, I can't remember his name, but he uh, he almost made the list. But uh, yeah, I had to move some people around. And like, he could easily be on this list too, because I think you've got him, we've got that character, that figure one time in Power of the Force 2, and then we got it reissued in Saga 2, which is a repaint is all it was. And that's the only time we got the Devorian, but yeah but laxer the wolf man
0: yeah he was he was cool Yep. all right so next one i am going to go with is the death star gunner oh yes yes again really exciting because as a kid he was uh power of the force 2 era and i never had him and so this figure was was really cool really shiny he had like a like a breastplate on, that was like super glossy, and, and mm-hmm. then the rest of the figure had a little bit more of a matte finish. Uh, you know, so uh, every kind of, you know, it wasn't just very plain, you know, with that glossiness and the matte. Great looking figure. Agreed. I remember, oh man, so my comic
1: shop, when I first started buying Power of the Force 2, that's where I first found them, that was a comic shop. Uh, they would keep Power of the Force 1, I think because you meant earlier, it's like you saw it with from when you were a kid like they keep a power of the force one and rare ones they keep like, a luke with Lucan, luke stormtrooper an imperial dignitary and the imperial gunner up there and i'd sit there and stare at it like one day it's gonna be mine and then power of the force two came out and he has the breastplate and he's all shiny glossy he looks
0: glorious
1: yes that's i guess a strong picture
0: and <laughs> an interesting uh tidbit is the death star gunner came out in a transitional uh, period for the cardbacks. The original Power of the Force two cardbacks uh, had an orange stripe, and then they uh, switched over to a green stripe. And I think it might have been the whole wave that the Gunner came in. Um, there were some produced on orange, and then some produced on green. And I remember, I the Gunner was one of the few figures I think I bought more than one, and. Um, one of them I got was on orange and that was a little bit harder to find, uh, from that wave where, uh, you know, some of them had the orange card. Mm. Uh, probably not as hard nowadays. Though.
1: I, just... <laughs> I wonder wonder how much an orange card desk are going to go for now.
0: $5. No. <laughs> 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 Who knows there sometimes, you know, there's oddball stuff. Like I'm, I'm sure, uh, you know, long saber versus uh, short saber. I mean, we can get into that later, but yep. uh, there are some variations like that, that I'm sure, you know, some of the hardcore carded collectors might be into, but yeah, I think, I think I sold mine off and it was at the point where there was still a lot of speculation going on, where you had people buying, you know, why do people have tons of power of the force two that they're selling dirt cheap at conventions, because so many people were speculating and buying up everyone they could find because they're like, well, this happened to the original Star Wars, it'll happen again, and I'll put my kids through college. And it's like, no, you won't.
1: <laughs> no, you won't. Not until not until the nineteen two thousand teens when finally some of this stuff started to act and becoming that expensive again. So yeah. not even then. <sighs> yeah, I agree. I was just at the time, it was magical. Everyone wanted Star Wars, regardless of the reason. And we loved it. Yep. So I remember my first Monkey Face Leia was a $20 bill. And I only made like a uh, 160 bucks a week working a shitty uh, fast food job as a uh, teenager in high school. I remember like $160 $20, it goes to Leia for a $20. Mother F, $20 for Princess Monkey Face Leia? And I was upset because I knew I was about to drop $20 for this monkey face Leia and take it home. And I did that. And so I sat there and looked at it like, wow, it's so it
0: awesome. Wasn't, wasn't she like kind of short packed and, and yeah. Straight? So there people was, were paying stupid prices for it. Well, I go for like you were paying a stupid price for it.
1: 20 bucks for that little Leia. Like I heard it going for like 50 and 60. I was like, damn. And the rumors were all about like, Carrie Fisher owns the rights to Princess Leia, so she was upset with the sculpt, so she had it stopped. It was just because I'm oh, short. The bagged. early
0: days of the internet, where <laughs> internet rumors. <sighs>
1: oh, some of the greatest stuff. Uh, so, what would you just get done? number seven?
0: Uh, whatever your next one is.
1: All right. So, my number six now, this was later Empowered the Force 2, and it was also a figure we had never got before. Was... The poor dancing girl that we all love, Ula, the, the Tweet dancing girl. Um, I got her in the two-pack with Silicious Crumb. I think was I don't know if it was a mail away or something special. Yep, I got That
0: one was another mail away. It might have been a club exclusive or mail away I,
1: I got it um I got it after the fact at a comic shop about somewhere in the late either the late nineties or the two thousands. And uh, I picked it up like, yeah, Oula, I don't have an Ula figure. and uh, I knew they were making her, but I just by that time I was so busy with, because I was so busy at, with college at the time I didn't have any like time to go toy hunting or anything. And I always thought, wouldn't it be cool if they made a, a better version of her later? And they did later on. It was so good. Um, but I always thought that was a big missing part of Java's Palace was the dancing girls. Because that's the reason why they're scared so much, because he beats them to the rancor. So... You know who that was,
0: all right. Uh, my next one would be Han Solo, but not one of the early releases of Han Solo. And I and I really had to double check this because I thought it had mm. it was maybe Power of the Jedi, but it actually was Power of the Force 2. It was in like the third card version where they were still green, but they kind of uh changed the background a little bit. Um, it was Han Solo, and they added articulation on his, at least one of his elbows and his knee. So mm-hmm. you could actually have him sitting like he did in the cantina with his uh, his legs crossed.
1: Really? Which one was it called?
0: Uh, it, it was just called Han Solo. It was in the ComTech chip.
1: Ah, okay. Uh, That's what. yeah. Chip.
0: But but yeah, um it, it was when they were just starting a to toy with additional uh articulation. So he had like a swivel elbow on his one hand so he could kind of pick at the wall like he was. Uh he had knee articulation, and then his one leg also had a swivel knee so he could cross his legs like he did in the film. But that was not just what made this figure kind of cool for its time. It had a working holster that held the gun very well. And, uh, the vest was a separately molded part that went over the body. And that was one of the first times we had had something, uh, like a vest that fit like that. And the sculpt was, uh, actually not too bad either. So for many, many years I held on to this version of, uh, han solo because it was still one of the best i i think the excellence of that sculpt lasted a very long time i remember the the
1: context of people talking about it yeah that was a good picture
0: yeah i i mean there were lines and lines that came after this with all sorts of different han solos and i'm like nope they're not as good as that older one you know so how was
1: the face sculpt on that was it pretty decent because Han is kind of hard basing down
0: yeah it's I mean it's average for its time it wasn't too bad it wasn't all that much like uh Harrison Ford but I mean you look at even no nope. power the of the force to uh stormtrooper one I thought that was a pretty good likeness of Han. yeah
1: of all the power of the force two, I think that's the best one for his likeness in my opinion so yeah um that's a strong pick, sir. Very strong pick. Um, so my number five. Uh we're going back to Java's palace again. Uh, we're going to a figure that came out a few times, but then has been come verboten under the mouse. Was the first time we ever saw slave or jabba's dancer Leia with a big long chain. I remember seeing I remember seeing like I think old Kenner sketches and design documents of that they were gonna make her, but they decided not to. Maybe it was Yarna. And uh when they finally released I believe like, it
0: was I believe it was Yarna, which is weird that they would have prototyped Yarna back then, but not Ula? Yeah <laughs> who, who was a who was more pivotal, but okay.
1: Yeah. I mean Ula, if you remember the original version of the trilogy who was the one naked boob through the entire trilogy we got it so but it's only for like literally a half second oh camera cuts away
0: yeah i remember uh, hearing about that and you know paul's the vhs and be like oh my gosh you're yeah. you're kidding me <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh,
1: um but yeah uh Hutt Slayer lady i think we call her now was because she's not just in the dancing girl slave layer outfit in japa's palace she goes on the sail barge and she fights job and strangles him and gets off with Luke and that. And she was that's a there's a couple big scenes with her, and you don't have that version of Leia to use for it. So when they came out with that, I was like,
0: Yes, so happy. Well, for my next one, I have Slave Leia. Oh yeah! <laughs> yep. That again was was one of those missing figures from the original line. So it was so great to finally be able to get that figure. And it, it also had a very good sculpt. Um, once again, it was one of those figures where I thought it held up for a very long time. I thought the sculpt was still good and held up. It was just lacking the articulation, really.
1: Uh, yeah, I agree. I know they're always squeamish about doing extra articulation on bare arms and stuff because it breaks up the skin. Uh, I'll take it. I'll take extra articulation over the bare skin aesthetic. I mean, I can, I can mess with stuff later if I want to change it, but uh, I'd rather have the articulation and break the aesthetic up rather than not have it and having to make it myself for later. So I know I'm weird. Hmm. So, so anyway, so all right, I was a, and again. Glad we cross. We're going to cross over some more. I can tell you that for sure. Because my next one is another all, all new figure that was never in the original trilogy. Now this one doesn't get wasn't well. It was in a few scenes, but they weren't action scenes. They were mostly sit, standing around talking scenes. Was Ewok Princess Leia when she first oh, comes yeah. out when Luke and Han are getting ready to become lunch for the, uh, the tribe, and she goes, "These are my friends," and then. All throughout that evening, she's talking to Luke and Han and talking to Luke about how he's a, she, he finds out that she's the sister of him. Blah, blah, blah. Well, I always thought those were some great acting scenes. And I always liked... I, it's the same reason I didn't put Bespin Leia on those, because we already have Bespin Leia in the vintage era, even though I love Bespin Leia in all her versions. Because Leia as a princess... I love her as a general, but I also love Leia as a princess in the Digitary. And so, whenever she, that's kind of like what she was for the for the Ewoks, she was their princess friend that joined them. So I thought that was a really great little figure. We never got that in the vintage era, even though it would go great with the, our old vintage. Uh, well, again, Kinder was more action based for boys back then, you know. So she didn't really ever fight in the Ewok princess outfit. We only ever see her in that outfit for like that one night scene, or in the uh, the
0: storytelling scene, and that's it. Okay. And I still have that figure uh, in my Ewok village because we only ever got—I think we only ever got two figures of that. We we had that release, and then in the Princess Leia collection, they had With one the that has soft goods. Yeah, With, it's the same. It's the same figure. Better, it might be better, but you yeah. know, we desperately need that figure in vintage. The fact yeah. that it is going this many years and we have not gotten an update sorely sorely needed
1: 100 agree it's oh god it's been i think it's the same mold actually for both figures they just do a cloth like cloth goods on it for the princess Leia collection if i remember or cloth hairs with the gamer for the uh, princess lady collection which i think i have that one too somewhere but either way that little moment before the... It's like the calm before the storm, Leia. And then they have to become generals and fight shit. That I always love that idea, and I know it wasn't as popular in the 80s for having action toys and everything, but we're well past that now. We love our action figures.
0: Look, you come out with... We even like our non-action figures.
1: We even like our hunks of plastic imperial dignitaries nowadays. So, I understand. We need Princess Leia. See so you walk Princess back.
0: All right, my next one, uh, I will be surprised if we don't share this. Uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn. Oh, man. <sighs> Are you, I,
1: yes, he's not on my list, but the only because we know it, it was, I loved and hated that figure, and he almost made the list. I bought three, because uh, right, we're going go way back. So for, tell me why you loved The Animal Thrawn, and I'll, I'll tell you my story. All
0: right, so uh, Thrawn, I, I thought, was an amazing character from Heir to the Empire. You know, Heir to the Empire is kind of what, in a lot of ways, put Star Wars back in the uh, public zeitgeist. And uh, it, it, was, it was just really interesting to think that Uh, well I guess it was still Kenner but owned by Hasbro or something at the time but that they would do expanded universe characters this was part of a wave that had uh, Mara Jade it had uh, Dark Empire Luke it had Dark Empire Leia where she she was a Jedi Um, it had an Imperial Sentinel so they, they had a lot of interesting uh EU characters it was probably like the first the first EU characters that we got period that yep. weren't from the movies and the the cards were thicker cards and you could cut off part of the back and then it would fold open to like a little diorama that you could display the figure in front of which I, I never did but it was uh, a cool little addition and I don't remember maybe you do we're were these mail order or were these in stores that you could? Uh, they were. Ooh, I don't remember
1: that. I know I had Thrawn and I had him on the card, so I assume I either got him in the store or because I didn't mail order anything back then. Okay, so, okay. He, so I either got him in the store or at a comic shop. I want to say I got him in the store, but I might be wrong on that. But yeah, I did. I, yeah,
0: I really don't remember. But um, you know, getting getting an EU character from the books that was just like really cool and mm. thrawn's a really cool looking figure so uh and, and the and he has the salamari l- little creature that yep. like hooks around the back of his head and stuff like that even though that's not how it was in the books in the books they had some sort of rig the backpack they yeah. but yep. just the fact that they added that little touch to it was uh really really cool so um yes. he's there on my list.
1: He almost mined my list, but the one thing that I had to take off for, because I loved it so much, was the fact that the head sculpt on him is so weird. It looks like he's got a pig snout for a head, for a face. Really? So,
0: yeah. I See, I, I liked I, that sculpt better than the uh, comic book one.
1: Oh, uh, no, see, I like the comic book one better. But, you know what? It's still good. It's still a strong figure. But I wasn't as ant about it because what I had done the year before was take a Tarkin and paint it gray, and then paint a white wash over it and make it white, and then paint his head blue with red eyes and customize my own Tarkin, my own thrawn out of an out of the Power of the Force Tarkin. It was glorious. It was like, yeah. Um so but yeah, I I did take apart his card. I did make the Star Destroyer Bridge. And it's not really the whole bridge. You just get like the a little bit of the command walkway and like a little divot that's supposed to represent like a little step down that's supposed to represent the the, the crew pit that he stands above it's all it really is um, another great one from that line was the Clone Emperor remember the young Clone Emperor was also part of that
0: yeah I knew there was another one I couldn't remember and I thought it was something to do with the Emperor yeah so they had three or no the Sentinel was also from Dark Empire
1: you had four from Dark
0: Empire and you had uh, let me see oh wait Kyle Katarn they also had him from Dark Forces
1: uh, again we're, 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 we're well, now you're talking about my number three pick, sir. My number three pick okay. was Kyle Katarn from the... Yeah, he was going to be either him or Thrawn or the Sentinel was my, was my EU pick because I loved him. And the only reason I didn't is because... Well, ah, the Sentinel wasn't like new-new. Like, they had planned to m- try to make the Sentinel as Atha Prime, remember? And they put it yep. in Dark Forces as... as yeah, so it's
0: gonna be part of that, uh, you know. Adventures continue. Continue. That wanted to do.
1: Yeah, and so they wouldn't let him do it. He remade that. They remade the character design for uh, the, uh, the what was it called, the Dark Empire, and so they made the character for it. Which I've thought about taking an extra one and trying to paint it up to make it look like Alpha Prime. I haven't tried it yet though, um, but that's the reason why he just a little bit. And like I said, the so I of the three of them, I decided even though he's not a great figure, but for the time he was, and he wasn't ultra roided out, and I played the, the crap out of his games was Kyle Katarn, it was my number three pick, um, just because he was all new, he was from the EU, he had, I think two or three, two or three of the guns from the game were accurate to the game but from Dark Forces. I was like, oh, this is great! Um, but you could you could easily slot in the Thrawn or the Sentinel right there
0: all right so my next pick continuing in this uh since we're discussing this eu line is Jade. always thought Jade was a, a really cool character and uh you know it was so awesome to to get a figure of her she has a unique uh blaster which mm-hmm. uh uh no other characters have come with she has a purple lightsaber, which this was of course before the prequels. So Mm -hmm. she was the first character to technically have a, uh, a purple lightsaber. And one thing that was kind of cool too, about the figure is she could hold, she could very well hold the gun in one hand and the lightsaber in the other. So a lot of times I had her pose, like she was shooting her blaster and then also had her lightsaber in her other hand. Um, I do know I always thought they kind of missed the mark on the face sculpt. She kind of weird. She got a little bit of a weird face going on. Uh, but it was awesome, again, getting a EU character and one from Heir to the Empire. That, you know, Heir to the Empire, if there was two characters people remember, it was Marjade and Admiral Thrawn.
1: Yep. Yep. You know what? You Noah know was also great about that line. We see there was four from Dark Empire, which was the. Uh... You know the Luke, the Leia, the Palpatine, the Sentinel. And then you had four from, you had two from Dark Forces, which was Calcatarn and the Dark Trooper. That was another great figure. It was that Dark Trooper figure?
0: Oh no no, no no! Uh, was it was it the Space Trooper?
1: You no, know, the Space Trooper. That's another one. Yes, the Space Trooper. The Dark Trooper came out too on Path of the Force Two as well. They all oh, came yeah,
0: out. Yeah 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 yeah. Cause yeah, I had that one. The yeah, Dark Trooper, the the because.
1: Because it was big and bulky. Yeah, it was real big and bulky. And then the Space Trooper was the white Space Trooper. You know, the Space Trooper wasn't all new to me. Because I had seen its design back in, like, 87. Because it was from the old RPG modules. And they copied that thing almost directly from the RPG modules into plastic form. And it was glorious. And, um, but yeah, that was two from Dark Forces, three from you know, the Empire, four from Dark Empire. So that's a good... That's four, seven... That's nine figures. That's
0: easily the Dark Empire. I re- I remember like and we had mentioned this before. You know, mm-hmm. talking about the artwork. I I hated the artwork in Dark Empire. I thought the story was meh, um, but I did like the idea because this, this is of course the first time we were introduced to the idea that Leia then got trained to be a Jedi. Yep, and I I remember on the sixth issue of Dark Empire had on the cover Leia as a Jedi. And I was like, oh, this is so awesome. And I thought that figure they did of her as a Jedi was really good.
1: <laughs> yeah, I agree. It was a good little figure of her, her and Luke. And the, the, clone. Clone,
0: the clone emperor came off like some sort of weird, like, <laughs> like, um, like with that weird flaring cape. He reminded me a little bit of like, some sort of Ming the Merciless type Oh, yeah. Character.
1: <laughs> that's great. Right. Yeah, he does. I didn't even think about that. Which, as we know later on, they do put Ming the Merciless in the old EU as uh, Lord Zinge. So, yeah, that's a whole other thing for another day. Ah, uh, so, uh, are we doing the number two, our last two? My, my number two, which could it w- was a new kind of f- trooper we it wasn't really a new trooper but we had never got it in the kinder collection and when it came out i was like i was blown away you know the imperial guy was the sand trooper i was in love with the sand trooper he had a removable backpack he has a pauldron he has a huge sand gun oh my gosh he can hold his gun with both hands It was amazing to me to get that sand trooper. We had always I had always wanted them from the original collection. I had tried to cut little pieces of black and orange plastic to try to make pauldrons online and it never really came out that great. So when they came out with the sand trooper, I was all about it. Um I don't I know, they were all roided out, but you know what? He still held his gun like it's got weight to it. And so, and with the backpack making him look extra bulky, it actually debulked the size of his roided out body because the backpack kind of like small, it makes him like just an overall bulky thing. Um, yeah,
0: all right. Well, my next one again, uh, this was on your list as well was the Ula and Salacious Crumb. Oh, nice two pack that this. this Once again, we're, we're talking about, and it seems like the theme for both of us are the characters that we never got originally. Um, Ula is one of those characters was uh, pretty prominently featured in the movies. Finally get one, but not only that, what sets it above the rest is the amazing job they did on the soft goods on her leggings where it's like oh, a yeah. net material. That blew my mind. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: uh, and, I mean, even though it was 5POA, it was it was a really good sculpt. Like uh, that super articulated one that came with the uh, Jabba and Deus from Shadows of the Dark Side. You put those two figures side by side and that Power of the Force 2 sculpt holds up. I mean, it really looks like they just kind of took that figure and added a bunch of joints to it to make the super articulated one. Excellent, excellent job of figure. Even the packaging was kind of cool, including a salacious crumb. Totally unnecessary for them to do it, but they did it. A plus.
1: Agreed. Very much, very much agreed. All right, for my number one something you've already mentioned as your number 10. But I got it for, I put it just as number one for sentimental value. And like I said, I thought the head scope was very close to the old smuggler himself, Han Solo, which was Han Solo in Stormtrooper Disguise. I did not mail away for Han Solo in Stormtrooper Disguise. I found him at the same comic shop I found Princess Leia for 20 bucks,
0: And he was 25 yes, I I think he was like five dollars or something for the mail away maybe
1: yep but this is like a year later because i didn't know about the mail aways at first so i was like what oh no so i saw it sitting up there and i was like they made a han solo and like but they hadn't made the luke yet or they had just made the luke is what it was and i, I think said the
0: that, han may have come first actually I don't the, han, the
1: han came first mail away wise yes but I didn't know about it. And I think either I saw it before the Luke came out or the Luke had just come out by the time I saw it and realized what it was. I was like, Oh my God. And so I, I got the Luke and I like, you know what? I can't let it go. And so I went back and I, the next week went back and bought it 25 bucks and got the Luke and Han set. And, um, I was over the moon. The fact that I could put Han and Luke both in stormtrooper outfits going down death star hallways, that, to me was magic
0: i know um i i picked up a bunch of uh luke in stormtrooper gear really cheap like uh, i think toys r us had like a like a clearance bin mm. for some figures and so i was like oh, hey, I'm going to pick up, like, four Stormtrooper Lukes, because I could just put the helmet on and I could army build my troopers. There you uh, go. Uh, so I had, like, I think four, like, four or five regular Stormtroopers, and then I, I had a bunch of Lukes. So I just kept the helmet on and had extra Stormtroopers.
1: Did you ever see that Luke in the trash Factor set from the, the Escape to Death or Board game that's Luke and the Stormtrooper, but he has, like, a little black wet cow, hair, Wet yeah. hair. And- mutts over his uniform yeah like he's in the water i picked that up just for that like yeah these are action figures with the guinea
0: so my number one mm-hmm. fader with removable helmet
1: oh yeah
0: this, <laughs> this was one of those fi- figures where you said how can they up the game more than this and it wasn't just that it had a good Sculpt. It wasn't just the removable helmet. It had extra articulation in the arms so he could hold his lightsaber in two hands. Speaking of hands, had a removable hand. Yep. So I remember when this figure came out it was like this is what we've been waiting for
1: (laughs) oh it was glorious man i remember because i got mine because it was hard to find at first man because i was i didn't get mine till like almost six months or a year later at at, uh i was in i want to say either indiana or kentucky i found him in a in like a uh a walgreens or something i found oh there he is and judy can i have this oh my god uh I was I think I was in because I was in high school when they all first came out. So I think I no, I think I had money back then. So I think I actually had for some reason I remember like not having enough and having to bump money up my aunt you get that and something else that day. So it was glorious.
0: Yeah, that uh that is my number one. But you know, the the list was a little bit hard because you know I probably could have had a bunch of honorable mentions and probably most of them would have been for the same reason a lot of the other figures were there because we hadn't gotten them before. Uh, you know, the Sand Trooper, the Tarkin, um not so much the Rebel Fleet Trooper, because I, I just thought he, he was so yeah. overscaled. Yeah, he was way bulked out. Like, it, it just didn't matter. He just he just didn't work. Um, but yeah, you know, for, for this line being one that, like I said, really has not maintained a lot of value. Um, back in its day, I mean, with all the speculation and stuff... There were a lot of people that you know were looking for the variations. Like you had uh, uh, Boba Fett with like two different uh, shapes, or, like <laughs> one with a circle on the back of his hand, and one that had, I think, stripes or something. Half
1: circles, yeah, with a stripe on the middle. Yep, right.
0: And then there was uh, long sabers, short sabers, and then there were short sabers <laughs> and long trays. And... Yep. I didn't. I didn't really pay attention to any of those variations things initially like to me it was just I I was happy to get new figures. Um you know I didn't care if it was a longer or shorter lightsaber or anything. But and the lightsabers were one of the things that I think really Yeah improved. They were so nice. Yeah it wasn't just some little tiny toothpick with a handle on it or you know something that came out of the arm. I mean they had you know that uh translucent plastic and everything it was like, "Ah, look how technology totally technology has advanced. It was mm-hmm. amazing
1: it was I um I remember seeing trying to gobble them all up, and eventually, I remember some of my friends in high school started doing them too, just because they thought they could resell. It. Like you said, the speculative market was huge. And I, my first of Fit was the variant, the early variant with the, with the uh, striped hands, before, with the striped on the middle before they did into a full circle for the later variant, the later wide release. And then I remember having to get a second Han Solo and Hoth gear because I had the variant. The first one was, because the earlier one had the open hand on the right hand. He couldn't hold a gun. So they remolded that hand in the later release to hold a gun. And, uh... I didn't know about the variant on the Princess Leia, because you're so rare anyway, where her, her belt has either two rings or three rings. But a few of the variants to this day have held their, pro, have held their value. Like, there's an early version, or there's an, well, in the later on the line, around 98, there was a version of R2 with hologram Princess Leia, like a little blue hologram of her. And the earlier version where the the swivel is on his little feet on the R2's legs are full circle pegs in in the most mass release it's a half circle peg to make it look more astromechy I guess. And if you have that full circle peg on the earlier one it's worth more and uh, the freeze frame remember came with the little freeze frame slides. Yeah. Yeah. One of those it's the week way If you have a freeze frame weekly which I remember having uh, it is worth like 300, 400 bucks now for a free wow. stream weekly. Yeah. Um, I had a bunch of those free streams. I have tons of, I, remember, I specifically remember I had three, I remember I had one or two week ways because I wasn't a huge Java guy back then. I was much more Empire versus Rebellion. And I still am, but i have come to appreciate all the underworld and stuff like that. So I, uh I got to say there's a, we could do we should do an entire variant show of all variants from like Kenner through power of the force 2 and maybe vintage collection i'm not as versed on the variants through like saga 1 saga 2 and all that stuff but um i uh i would definitely remember those variants of power of the force 2 and you got a short you got a short saber with a long tray oh my god and I, yeah
0: i think it was like a a good number of years till I was even aware of the the lightsaber thing. I remember being aware of the Boba Fett thing a lot earlier yeah. than the lightsabers. But remember- you, know, you know I'm I'm looking at the list here of uh some of the some of the stuff they have and, and there's a lot here that I'm surprised they were in power of the force two that They the line went on for a lot more than I expected. Like the Max Rebo band, uh,
1: yeah, it was later on
0: two packs, part of the force, too. And some of those we have not seen again since then. Nope, nope. Uh, of course, you know, we mentioned the the Princess Leia collection, um, the mail aways one uh we didn't mention a lot of them actually hit our list but uh cabe and muff Tack. oh yeah yeah i forgot about them uh that was internet uh another exclusive that we didn't mention because it was pretty much just a uh, packaging variation but uh jedi Knight luke skywalker that was uh the special edition version handed out in theaters i have i have that one is that where he has like the brown vest? No, no, uh, no. That was a variation I was aware of, and I did have both at one point. Uh, I think the theater version was just the black on black. Oh, okay. Uh, creature sets. Uh, we had a rancor. Uh, one that really excited me was the bantha because we had never mm. had a bantha. Yep, yep. Tuscan Raider. Wampa with Luke. Tantan with Luke. Tantan with Han. Ronto with Jawa from special editions job of the hut with Han Solo from special editions, uh, do and sand trooper. I still have that do back. I still really like that.
1: Oh yeah. I, design. I prefer the, yeah, the big bulky design. Yeah. I just did some Instagram photos. A couple months ago with it. Good.
0: Yeah. And, and we have, um, there were kind of the original battle pack, but they had the cinema scene. Yeah. Uh, Three the, uh, packs where it would it would generally have a base that could hold purchase, figures.
1: Purchase of the droid cinema scene is one of the best C three POs of all time. It's vac metalized with dirt and stuff all over it. He's not he's already slimmed down. He's not bulky.
0: I actually uh, still have that one. Nice. Uh, I remember knock Hunt was that was kind of hard to find.
1: Yeah, because everyone wants the, the the rebreather masks on them.
0: Yeah, so. I had that one and I uh, I sold it. Like, I had never opened it, even. Um, Jedi Final Duel, which until recently was the only Emperor with a throne that they yep. had. Yep. Um, that that one, you know, they were kind of pre-posed, but the Luke and Darth Vader were kind of cool because they held their lightsaber in two hands. Uh, Jabba the Hutt Dancers from the Special Edition. I had that. Again, I sold mm. it off before I ever opened it rebel pilots i had sold that one off before i ever opened it
1: oh yeah remember wedge wedge was in the uh he was in the, the case holder remember that and there was a two different versions of him there's um, a variant on him too
0: yeah the first release of wedge was pretty much just a head swap on the uh came Luke Luke. with that uh millennium falcon case uh jedi spirits uh which i still have with my endor display mm where it was like a little wood platform and had the original Anakin uh question
1: show yep yep
0: yep and Yoda You know I mean the those spirit figures are pretty much salt shakers anyway they don't do a whole lot so I'm um, you know to me to me they hold up Yeah actually man I'm looking over looking over these cinema scenes and I realize Except for the Death Star Escape, mm. I had every cinema scene they released under Power of the Force 2. Nice. And half of them I, I never opened and ended up selling them.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think the Death Star Escape was with Luke and Han in Stormtrooper gear and Chewbacca. Was that that one? Yeah,
0: but they were different sculpts of the Han and Luke.
1: Yeah, because they did, they had this like kind of like this this motto where they would never even when they did the ats the ATAT driver as a single card that was they would not put the same one that they would never do the same figure twice they would even if it was just slightly reposed in like a leg or something they never wanna put the exact same figure out twice which is good and bad i prefer having sometimes the same figure out again paint changes are fine enough for me um, but the ATST driver they put in on the single card had different was not in like a head didn't have the bent legs that the driver that came with the uh AT eighty I'm so saying AT I mean AT eighty driver. Mm. The one that came in with the with AT had slightly bent legs with well, the one that single card were was just mostly like, you know, slightly bent but not as bent as the pose for the vehicle one.
0: I remember um Two figures that were kind of interesting when they were just starting to dip into additional articulation. They had they had two Luke Skywalker figures. They had one where he they added knee articulation, and he came with a model of his little T sixteen. Oh yeah, which I got rid of the the figure years ago, but kept that <laughs> T sixteen model. And then they had another Luke um, that had elbow articulation. And he came with his macro binoculars, rifle, and floppy hat. Every
1: hat, yeah, yeah, the the scene
0: one. And I kept the accessories for that. And gotten rid of the figure a while ago. <laughs> but, but back then, in the Power of the Force two era, like so many of these Luke figures, they looked like my crazy roommate. <laughs> so, like, maybe that's one reason I wanted to get rid of him. Like, yeah, like, uh, because he, he one... was a, he was a weird dude, man. He was. Hmm.
1: What was his name?
0: Well, it wasn't Luke. It was Rob. Uh, it's Jedi Rob. Oh my God! Get rid yeah, of that. Jedi Rob, man. He, yeah, he was. He was a weird. Oh man, mm, I could tell you stories. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so th- there there was a lot to like. We we didn't know that they could be better. <laughs> we were we were just happy to get some of the stuff. Mon Mothma never had her before.
1: Yep. Well, uh, at the time these were sk- they were sculpts. It's just because computer sculpting really hadn't come into fruition in the toy industry yet. Like, like they used them a little bit for like buildings and stuff, but like face sculpting for, with computers was still face scanning still wasn't where it is to where it look, really looked like the likeness. So we got bigs Yep, we are getting bigs. Oh, do you yeah. remember um, best Pin Luke Skywalker with that removable bust off hand? That was glorious. I uh, I didn't realize his hand was bust off because I got the uh, item from a comic book shop and they had the long. So I guess there's a variant of like like six of them that don't have any stickers on them and they just instead of the little photo in that little like hexagonal little thing, it just is a long rectangle down the side, and they're called Europe, Euro long photo versions of the mm. packaging. And I didn't know that, so I just bought the Luke. i was like, why is this photo different? Whatever. And it doesn't say bust off hand. And for, like, months I had it and never knew that he had a bust off hand as best Luke Skywalker. And so I was messed with one. Like, oh, he can swivel his hands. So he can look, like he's fighting. Yeah. I was like, wait. And then, like, later on, I was like, I wonder if it comes out. And I pulled it off, and I thought I broke my figure. I'm like,
0: no. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Okay. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, now there's, there's one here they have on the list that, they just have it under freeze frame figures i could have sworn this was a mail away is the death star droid that comes with the little mouse droid
1: um hold on
0: where he's kind of like a like a like a shiny
1: yeah the black black, shiny yeah Yeah, i got him
0: now the the photo i'm looking at it looks black but to me, mine has a slight purplish color to it, almost like a black cherry, hmm. and uh, lo- looks looks back medlies to me.
1: Yeah, he is back Medal little black. I have. I just opened it like a year ago because I bought him in because I wanted that. Because uh, I wanted him to get because I was going to see how he stood up to the other ones. they have used similar to like to the Star Droid from yeah. uh, Vintage Collection and the green one and the purple one that they made um but he has a shiny gloss black back metalized oh well he's back but he's a shiny extra shiny gloss black
0: yeah um, i could have sworn he was a male away but what i might be confusing it with is it may have been one of those figures that was it was just a hot figure so it was hard to find and i you know maybe picked it up at you know
1: you know, know i say so he might have been a mail away that you think because i remember that was the only way to get the uh the mouse droid and everyone wanted it
0: yeah he's he's li- just listed under the regular releases so either on Yakface's list here uh, they have him in the wrong category or uh or like i said it could have just been it was a really hot figure so it was hard to mm-hmm. find but yeah a lot, lot yeah. of stuff to love and then of course Challenging Princess Leia for the worst figure that they made, R five D four with the that split open with the big missile. Oh man, that was I had that figure. That was I did
1: too. (laughs) That was so bad, dude. I remember looking at that like, what have they done to my boy? Because I don't mind. I kind of like R five D four, but when I saw that and it blew apart, I was just like, what is this giant third foot? On it, And then, like, it was like, no. No, gentlemen. Because there's also... There is an R2-D2 like that, too. With the launching lightsaber that has that. He has this... Well, because he doesn't have the giant third foot. Uh, uh, R2-D4 splits open with those two. Because he has two guns on the side. That's what he has.
0: Yep, to swing out. He, he, so he's basically a battle droid.
1: Yep. <laughs> oh, my God. It was horrible. I'm looking to see if I can find... If that droid was uh, I can't find it. Yeah, no. Looking
0: for the Death Star Droid.
1: Yep, they start droid the Star Droid, and I can't find what assortment he was in, though. Um looking for vehicles, vehicles, no, Daily assortment, no. jeez, there's so many. No, they have him. Power of the force. Yeah, Chris has him listed as uh, Pilot Force. He doesn't have him. Uh, retailer exclusive, the Star Wars fan club. So, yeah, okay, that's what it was. You could get uh-huh. him by himself from the Star Wars fan club. Um, but he didn't come with any accessories. The retail version is how you got the the little mousetroid with him.
0: Huh. That Yeah. Man, that's interesting. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I got mine from a show. I remember, at that time, we had a um, we had this really big flea market in our area that s- sadly we hasn't been around for years and years and years. They uh, tore that property down. It w- it was a racetrack, and in the parking lot of the the racetrack, they would hold this big flea market every weekend, and it was amazing because it was one of those flea markets where. You could just find like anything and everything, which which sadly a lot of flea markets now. You go around; it's a lot of people selling cheap Chinese crap. You know, it, it's like every booth is the same stuff. Hmm. Um, but there were there were a couple buildings that had people that rented spots in those buildings all the time, and there was one guy that had a lot of collectible like. Mostly all Star Wars, but a lot of collectible stuff. And that's where I always went for my hard to find stuff that I couldn't find in stores. That guy there, like, you know, that was the place I went. And <laughs> so I wouldn't be surprised if that's where I bought my, uh, my bought. Cause I think that might be where, like, I got my. No, I did, I did order my muff and cape. But yeah, a lot, a lot of the stuff that was hard to find, um, I ended up going to that guy and getting him, and I think he's who I probably bought that um, that droid from.
1: Marty Admiral Marty came on, on Power of the Force too, where he's getting
0: choked. Yep, yeah, the extra body. little, <laughs> the extra elbow, <laughs> and that was back when the elbow and knee joints were like these big hideous joints.
1: Yep. Oh my god,
0: I didn't have moddi I did matter of have... fact, I. St- still don't have moddy no I maybe, maybe i do i i don't know if i do i don't have, I have like, the briefing room guys which i didn't buy in the briefing room set i got them all loose and i don't remember if i got moddy or not hmm. we need a new moddy one that like his head isn't like permanently cocked back yeah. and
1: everything. well we got the new we have the new office i want to have the entire death star briefing room again now we got that new officer mold that I never got, like, someone like Tib was a great, was a great, uh, Tib. that was a great figure, I used that one all kinds of, 88, I still use 88 with that torture chamber to this day, I think we don't, think we ever got one since yeah. Power of the Force Yeah, two.
0: we were talking about, about that, because he was on one of my favorites for, for the last episode, and I was like, yeah, that sculpt held up, and, and the Power of the Force 2 one is really good too, but, you know, we haven't, we haven't seen him again since then, so... That was the only modern release we've had. The same with Ishi Tib. We we don't have a a modern release of that, and and the Ishi Tibs have shown up a lot, like in animation and uh, in the last episode of Mando. I think we we saw one. So yeah, yeah. So uh, that does it for our Power of the Force two top ten, and we're going to kind of continue with Power of the Force two. Uh, next episode we do our top ten. It'll be the Phantom Menace, which Ooh. kind of, I think, shared the pegs with yep. uh, Power of the Force 2. Uh, that it, that list w- was more like I had trouble coming up with 10 that I thought were really, really good. Well, I mean,
1: yeah. C- well, you know what? Oh, man, we, even though I would love to do it with their sister small line was the Shadows the Empire line. Remember that line? But there was only like eight figures. Yeah, the there, there was
0: a lot with that. I could tell you what my number one is, though. For it, what's Luke, that? Luke in Luke in that uh,
1: Imperial Guard.
0: Yeah, that was that was a cool design, and that was one of the first times I remember seeing people customize figures. People would take a uh, Lando Calrissian head and put it on that because in the comic, him and Luke were in Both those just, costumes. Yep that that was literally one of the first customs that i was ever aware of that people were doing
1: well i'll tell you my favorite of that group and it's certainly for, for uh spoiled brat reasons was because i never had a chance to get the original ig-88 and so i finally got ig 88 out of that comic two-pack of boba fett know that had more of the, that he came with that other boba fett that was like slightly reposed and yep i loved snuva with a as a Wookiee as <laughs> with a flat top and Dash Rendar, which is the only Dash Rendar we have ever got and then of course Leia as Boush, that was a great little hit. Right there Wasn't a big fan of Caesar though. He just seemed like a, a dignitary that wanted to fight some instead of like a trooper or a soldier, you know, or a bounty hunter or anything. Yeah. You know, but yeah, episode 1 that sounds great, dude. Let's definitely do that.
0: Let's get in a bit too bad batch since last we recorded uh wrapped up mm. and uh mando is almost wrapped up mm-hmm. uh, so let's talk a bit about bad batch uh personally i think it ended on a high note
1: a bad batch ended on a high note
0: um uh, yeah the last the last couple episodes that you know was like that two or three parter i thought was actually uh, pretty solid well, yeah, okay, okay,
1: you mean solid storytelling note, not like a happy, we're all making it out our way together kind of note, because there's some dark stuff that happens in those last two episodes, man.
0: <laughs> no, I, like, I, I just I just mean it was good, had a lot of yeah. action to it, yeah. and left on a cliffhanger, which I did not expect it to end uh, on a cliffhanger like
1: that. Me either, I was hoping we'd get more resolved in it, but I'm kind of glad it did, so we'll get seasons it. like a yeah. Story and storytelling wise, it is getting up there. It's understanding what it is and it's knowing when to take risks. And when, to, like, one of the main characters is killed off in the last two episodes, and then another one or is, is, is captured. <laughs> I have
0: yeah, a we'll feeling see. he isn't, but.
1: Well, we'll see. We'll see. We didn't and see we'll... a
0: body. So, you
1: know. Yeah. We and, we and
0: sometimes, have... <laughs> even if you get cut in half or stabbed through with a lightsaber, <laughs> we, we now know that almost anybody can survive anything if they're wearing plot armor yeah uh
1: yeah i i agree it did it did end on a a very good it ended very strong very good storytelling because the episodes leading up to it was a little like you know like the calm before the storm you had the uh the little island they find and there's a tsunami sea surge and they have to get everyone rescued on it which is cool you know but I got to say some of the stories with crosshair are some of the best star wars we've ever got, you know? Yeah. Like I just, it shows you what you can do when, when you're showing a character that has conflict or even not, not conflict, but is on the side of what we would consider not the moral side, trying to do the best he can with what he has to work with. Like, and now he's trapped back at the uh, Mount Tannis project with, uh, being, you know, reintroduced to some kind of new re-education and the fact that they call it Mount Tantus like, okay that part like, I remember when, that, when they showed that little clip in the very last stinger of season one where they show uh, the uh, the survivors of Camino showing up at this mountain, no one said it was Mount Tantus, no one knew what that was and I remember going on, literally within, within minutes of seeing the episode after it aired people on twitter going oh that's mount tantus that mount tantus i was like all right well if it's mount tantus then that's trying to lead into more stuff that we're possibly well, getting it into
0: sounded like the planet was tantus no, they like say the mount, way tantus. they were saying it i didn't i don't i don't think i ever called them say mount tantus they would be like you know so and so's on tantus or take them to tantus so I'm still on the fence on whether they're referring to the mountain or referring to the planet. And as we've seen, sometimes they make just tiny tweaks to things like Concord Dawn, no Concordia. So this could be a situation very similar to that. I think they're literally just, okay, we want to have this base. They're dealing with cloning Hey, there was something from the EU where there was this base, and they were dealing with cloning. So let's just, you know, blend the two. They seem Mm. to do that a lot with stuff.
1: Yeah, but had had we not had the big Thrawn stuff from Ahsoka that we're having now, I would agree with you. But there's no way that they're not trying to tie that in, so they can try to like play one play off the other. For uh, you know, now you'll see that. Like, I'm sure we'll see it in the Thrawn, in the Ahsoka series with Um, Thrawn.
0: You know... I don't know about that, because it seems like what Bad Batch is doing with cloning meets... meets more with what's being done with cloning in Mando.
1: Like, they're trying to, like... Clones, super troopers or something? Or what do you mean?
0: Well, well I mean, look, they were doing experiment. You know, there was the stuff with Dr. Pershing. Uh, there was the stuff with Grogu. You know, all this stuff kind of revolves around cloning and genetics and things like that. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, maybe I, uh, again, I don't, because originally Mount Tannis wasn't a cloning facility. It had cloning equipment there. But it was actually a storehouse for all the equipment the emperor wanted to hoard to keep control of, yeah. cloaking devices, cloning devices, things like that.
0: But but you know the the threads are still there. You know they had the what do they call them like Sparty cylinders or whatever?
1: Yeah, that's what they, what they they call that in, in Camino too. Yeah. So, I I kind of see that tying into it. I I don't mind it. I just I. I wonder how much of it's going to be changed. Uh, you know, it's okay. As, aside from the tantus issues, I liked it. I love... I think I love the fact that that girl goes, I'm your sister, because she's a cloned female, right? Like, I knew as soon as I heard, because even though she's, it's not the same voice actress doing that female scientist, as it is uh, Michelle Aang doing Wega, they're both New Zealanders. They both sound with the same kind of cadence. And I'm like, I is she, so I figured she's either... The woman that set up the program gave the female DNA to make uh, uh, the clones, or she's somehow connected to it. That's the yeah, difference. I
0: mean, it, it totally came out of left field for me. I, I was just like, wait, what? What? I'm like, wow. Okay, we're going to do something like crazy now. Okay. Yep, yep. Cool. I'm, uh, I'm on board. I was uh, all about it. So I just hope we don't have such a long wait for the next season, especially when they ended on a cliffhanger. You're kind of like, oh, don't make us wait too long.
1: I'm sure they will not make us wait till like next year around. What is it? No, April, around, around February of next year. But we'll have to wait till like just one year, every year it comes out.
0: So. Yeah. Yeah. You know, back in the day you would wait. Three months, you know, you'd wait over a summer. You're like, oh, the summer's so long waiting for the conclusion.
1: Yeah. So well, also, back then, cartoons were 26 episodes long for a season, too. So yeah. that's half a year right there. So,
0: yeah. So they should have plenty of time to get the next, you know, six or eight out.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of, and I like it. I like the fact that they, they're using that new girl. What's, well, uh, one of the Sykes's character um I liked I kind of like the fact that we saw Sid finally give him up to the Empire we all knew that was coming yeah just get out that give that out of the way
0: I thought uh, they were gonna shoot her that the Empire was gonna be like yeah thank you for your service yeah I um, because I mean she turned them in but it was still like yeah you're still doing illegal stuff we're gonna shoot yeah. you
1: like if it was Tarkin, he probably would have. But this other guy, this the scientist. What's the name? Hemlock? Or like yeah, that
0: yeah. Of? He makes a like, good villain. Like the way he delivers his lines,
1: very subtle and soft when he talks to people. Yeah, that's. I wonder if it's the version of Himmler is what they're doing, or uh, not? Or Mangla, Doctor Mangla is what I'm thinking of. From, yeah, it could be. Yeah, which is he was a very good-looking man, very soft-spoken. He just was, you know, a crazy scientist. So. I wonder if that's how they're doing playing it. yeah, I, I agree with you. I picked up on that too. That he doesn't have that like loud cadence that like deep Bradley Baker or some of the others have for the other voice. He has that like real soft, like almost like he's not voice acting. Like he's talking in like a film is what he kind of sounds like. Um,
0: yeah, because like most of the other imperial officers are always like very hoity toity, you know, like oh we're so much better than everyone else. Yeah, and. and, and and, and he's the kind that like could be kind of creepy. Like like Hemlock would be like the kind of be like say something like, "Well, if you annoy me, I'm simply going to take you into the back room and I'm going to beat you to a bloody pulp, and then I'm going to cut your ears off and feed them to you." One hundred percent agree. I
1: love I love the fact that like he's in there. He's like the commander. He's trying to make um, Nala say like do what he's doing, but she doesn't want to do anything without. Omega, and at the end of it, he captures Omega.
0: Yeah, b- Bad Batch, I think wrapped up good. It was it was a little bumpy from time to time, uh, yeah, yeah. season, but overall, overall Ooh. pretty good. So uh, let's get into the Mandalorian so far, and and I need to uh, first ask you, Jess, what the hell did we watch this last episode? <sighs> it was like it was like someone vomited disney all over the mandalorian and uh you know we had a healthy hat or unhealthy ha helping of uh the the mad hatter scene from alice in wonderland in Mm -hmm. a city that was vaguely epcot center with a monorail And Jack Black and Lizzo. I'm like, what?
1: Yeah. Okay. So. I think the
0: show just went off the monorail track.
1: Yeah. You know when Earlier when I was talking about like some of the movies and you stuff and how too many friends and friends of friends are getting hired on at Lucasfilm just Mm because, yeah, this might be one of those issues. I. And for as horrible as it was. I still don't consider any of that the worst part of the episode that I'll take that over what happened after. I thought, you know, Lizzo and Jack Black as two world magistrates for some world that, you know, they have, you know, weird cultural rules, stuff like that. You know what? It's an episode of Star Trek. There you go. I'm used to seeing that. Um, her, them having a the little like a buddy cop, but good cop, bad cop thing, tracking down these droids. And it's uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Christopher Lloyd <laughs> as the uh, as another cameo as the uh, the corrupt uh, security guy. And Lizzo exiles him for doing it. Like, you know what? As bad as that was, even though it wasn't needed, I'll still take all that over what happened last. Which was her. I, I don't mind her fighting ex wolves for control of the people. That's fine. I was sitting there gritting my teeth and hoping it wouldn't happen. But when Mando walked up and so she defeated the crab monster that captured me, so she gets the dark saber and he handed it to her. Now you got to follow her. I was like, really, guys? Really? That's all it counts as? Not killing you, not. Uh, it was because you could a you the crab of that guy for it, that crab monster didn't even know what that was. It was a piece of metal for that.
0: All right. Well and not and not only that, but it does that thing which real life doesn't do, and that's make just a tier system that it, that is like okay, so that now says all these things are automatically under Bo Katan you know as far like she would always be able to beat the crab monster she would always be able to then meet mando and it's like that that's not how it is because everyone has slightly different abilities and skill sets and so you know it's why you can have say an mma fight against two people and one wins and the next time they fight the other one wins Mm -hmm. it's not you're always going to have that same person that wins against the same opponent yeah that that was that was kind of (sighs) weak my
1: my my girlfriend was talking about like she so she was reading up on who should be the rightful owner of the middle of the dark saber and they were like and she was on reddit and says well if this is how it works and somehow the reddit users a lot of them got to this big huge thing where they figured out luke should be the owner of the dark saber I'm like, Luke Skywalker, because, well, if, if we're going by, just who takes it from somebody else? Originally, the Empire took it from me, you know, Lorin, and, and eventually Luke beat the Dark Troopers and beat the, the uh, Empire with Palpatine. So technically, Luke should know the Darksaber for doing that. Like, just like you said, we're not doing, like, if we're, not, we're doing a tiered system and shit. So I'm like, yeah, that just threw then what was the point? Well,
0: Luke isn't a Mandalorian, though. So Yeah,
1: exactly. Well, here's the thing. What is the point of the end of Season 2, then, where she can't take the Darksaber from Din Djarin? I mean, if he can just hand it to her, she beats somebody to beat me. Well, you know, if he if she if he beat, she beats anything that beat Din Djarin, she beat, I mean, the Mudhorn. Technically, the Mudhorn should have the Baby Yoda should have it, then, because he beat the Mudhorn for him. And he gets yeah. Mandalorian fouling.
0: I think I wouldn't care as much about that if it weren't for the fact they made a big deal about it. Exactly. L- like, it was like, oh, I mean, because at the end of season two, you know, Gideon's like, haha. but here's the thing you need to know. She has to win it from you in battle. Yeah, and she didn't
1: win it from, him. She
0: won it from him. So you're like, okay, I see where this is going. They're, they're leading on trajectory where eventually these two are going to have to fight it out. Yeah. And then... They didn't really have them fight it out. I'm like, okay, but they're eventually going to fight it out. So this is one of those is subverting expectations, good or bad. And I it's, don't think it comes out necessarily good.
1: It's called merchant. It's, it's, it's called scared to lose your merchandising sales. What's called? Cause they don't want to have Katie Sackhoff get beat, get beat on camera by the Mandalorian. And they don't have the Mandalorian get beat by Katie Sackhoff on the, uh, on the on the uh screen unless it's gonna be a big huge thing because it would be. So what we got now is uh we're all friends with each other yet no look you're warriors you're spartans they used to call the old Mandalorian armor the Spartan armor when you were super commando all right they kill each other all the time you saw Paz Bisla and him almost came almost kill fought each other right in the middle of the armor's room just for talking we talking about how he he had to get a job from the Empire she beats Axe Wolves for it to get her to be commander of the mercenaries. That's fine. Would I, it would be much better if someone just said, Well, we're like uh, two-thirds of them followed her, and a third of them said, No, you're not you don't lead us because you still won't find Din Dinjarin. Dinjarin looks at it and says, I'll give it to you. And she says, No, she needs to understand it doesn't work that way. The fact that she accepted it from him And that's the second
0: time she's accepted it from it was another offered person. To her.
1: Yep. Now, Apple. now
0: I will say this. May maybe this will come around and make a play where the armor, you know, might say at one point, "I told you that you know her line was basically cursed. That they're not doing anything right, and this is my proof of it. She's done the same thing over yeah. and over. She's not learning her mistake." Yep, that's so- the
1: same. Because that's what she said in Boba Fett in that one episode. That. Like the, the Bo-Katan Kreeze was cursed. Her line was cursed when she tried to wield the the Darksaber without earning it. And I 100% agree. I think when, when Bo-Katan accepted it, it put me 100% sus on Bo-Katan. Like she's not willing to... Ch- something is not cool in in Smallville. I don't know what it is. We'll find out.
0: Yeah. Um, so just kind of give my overall view of the episode you know, what you said about just knowing people. I've, I've for a while now, thought that they need to cool it on the having to have a comedian in every episode. Like, some of them, like, I know, I think in the very... I think it might have been the second episode of season one. Supposedly, like, the one speeder driver was a comedian.
1: Yeah, he, he, he... Him and, um... The little guy that does the comic book comedian, um, Pat Oswald. He's Pat Oswald's, he's a comedian that does a tour with Pat Oswald all the time.
0: But he just like shows up, he's there. Like, I had no clue he was until someone, oh, I you. Sands. I had no idea who he was until someone said it. So, some of these characters, like Bill Burr, I knew who he was when he came on. Jack Black, a lot of normies would easily recognize Jack Black. Yep, and, and that's where it's like because he's Jack Black, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, for me, okay, I know people love Pelly, but I don't think she's a good actor. No, and, she's
1: more a comedian, she's not really an actress. Like,
0: and it, it comes off as comical. not jar jar bad comedy, yeah. but where it's really pushing Star Wars. A little too far in in the comedy range. It, it's like you know, if you have a comedian on, fine. Put them in makeup so that it doesn't take you out of it. And like even the previous episode that had uh, <laughs> Tim Meadows on. Yep,
1: yep, yep, yep. Tim Meadows like, in it.
0: it. Like, I actually don't know him from where a lot of people do. Like SNL. Like I heard he's on SNL and stuff. I don't ever follow. Yeah. Him. I know him from the Goldbergs. Oh, yeah. Well, he's on SNL as uh, the ladies' man. Remember, uh, the Chardonnay Capassier. That was him. But, but he, he he feels like kind of that kind of character that he does well. <laughs> yeah. Which I think is, again, like with the Pelimoto thing, is pushing things a little bit too far. And when you get these people, like even Christopher Lloyd, yeah he's so recognizable where it's like if they made him an alien where he's in a lot of makeup that would have been so much better but instead you're not looking at a character you're like christopher lloyd you know who he is you see jack black that's jack black lizzo like i had heard of her and i assumed she was someone well known when she showed up in the episode but but I, I didn't know who it was. My wife's like, who's that? I'm like, I don't know. I'm sure she's somebody. Uh, but, you know, obviously she can't act that well. It was, hey, you're a fan of Star Wars. We'll put you in Star Wars. And it's like, well, when Sam Jackson says, I'd love to be in Star Wars, the guy's done like 200 movies. You yeah, know? no,
1: that's the difference. Because he can act. He yeah, had the acting chops.
0: So it's like, please stop just throwing bones to anybody that you know that wants to be on it. Um, yeah, that, that, that whole thing, Epcot Center, Disney World, like, Mm. no, no, like I said, went off the monorail, um, And then I was like, oh, I hope they actually have some story of substance here. And I didn't mind, like, the whole investigation thing. Like, that was kind of fun. I liked the droid bar and everything. Um, But yeah, I agree. The, The sticking point would be that whole Darksaber thing where it's like, it's one thing to say, this is a possibility of a story thread that might go in this way. But when, like, Everything they do points to this is the end game. 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 No, it's not.
1: <laughs> yeah, that. My first red flag on that was when. Remember, he's an apostate. He has to become a Mandalorian again. He gets to become a Mandalorian in the second episode in the waters of Mandalore. And I'm like, okay, so we rush through that, and I was like, well, I hope this isn't like. I hope this is just a one time thing for the story thread and not something that's going to keep proceeding itself. They are rushing through their previous story threads for some reason to get Bo and the return of Mandalore ready quickly. I don't know what it is. I don't know what's been changed, but this, the last few episodes really haven't been about Din Djarin and the Mandalorian. They've been mostly about Bo and her and a faith of what she's doing to join them. Like we didn't see, we got, it was mostly about her finding Paz business, son and, how she's the leader of the group and getting turned into the person's walk both paths. I thought this was a Din Djarin show, not Bo-Katan.
0: Yeah. Uh, Gro- Grogu. Uh, a lot of people have said he's pretty much relegated to a pet. <laughs> yep. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't do a whole lot. Um, and the other thing too, there, we really haven't had any villain in it.
1: Nope. No, we haven't just, we like, had like
0: supposedly Gideon, you know, he got away. Now I've heard next episode, is supposed to answer a lot of questions but my worry is are they cramming a whole lot into just one or two episodes
1: exactly because we've rushed so far into it so i don't know what's going on maybe they're taking a bunch of the budget from the show and dumping it into the movies or into the streaming movie or something maybe uh, i don't know it's the fact that we rushed so far to get him returned to from the waters of mandalore They they dedicated an episode to it. All right. Him going to Mandalore. All right. But there should have been more weight to that and more of a lead up, but they didn't. All right. They got it done early. Okay. Let's see why. And the reason they got it done early is to get his story shoved out of the way. And let's all focus on Bo-Katan. And that's where I'm like, all right, fellas, what is so important that we have to keep focusing on Bo for? I want to know about Mando teaching Grogu and learning about the Mandalorian culture. Like, like Ragnar Vizla, Paz Pazvisla's son. Like, I wanted to see more of the the uh, the uh, different kind of uh, cult, uh, ceremonies and stuff they do. That's what i was trying to think of. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm worried.
0: So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, two episodes to go. Now, granted, you could always say in season one, Moff Gideon was only in one or two episodes. I think at the true, end. but you had villains and conflicts the whole way through. you, you had all the stuff with uh, IG11 and the, the people that the people that had grogu you had mm. um, uh, the client and the stormtroopers. you you had even <clears throat> grief Karga him you know trying to flee from grief carga uh, the the Raiders on the planet with Cardoon and the people yep. fishing with the little shrimp and stuff. So you always had these conflicts. And this one, you haven't really had any conflicts for the most part. When he went back to Mandalore, you could say okay with that uh spider creature or whatever. But yeah, you haven't had a lot of conflict. And ah. I I thought early on, you know, that this season three was firing on all cylinders i still am enjoying the stories being told but i'm wondering if by the time the season closes out that we aren't feeling like you know we needed a little something more
1: mm. i agree and like going back to your point about how the pacing was and, Free Cargain and all that, like i remember we were watching it and we were like the pirates as the villain, because they were one of the villains of this year. The part where they overthrow they overthrow Navarro's capital city and get blown back by the Mandalorians in one episode, right? When and I'm like, hmm, how much more weight would that have been if they would have been done that in like episode two back when we had Dr. Pershing and cut instead of having that big long chunk of Dr. Pershing and the comms officer. Break that up with stuff showing Mandalorian going getting bombed, Mandalorian Bocuse getting bombed at her castle, but also showing the, the pirates occupying uh, Navarro. So by the time we get to episode five and five, three episodes later, they've already occupied Navarro for a few weeks, and carga is really hurting for help because it has Tri- Carson Trevor go back to Coruscant and warp back faster than the than the than what's his name from the Spider in Game of Thrones in the final season
0: well and the the thing with the pirates from like a time frame thing that doesn't make a lot of sense is you know he fights the pirates on his way off of navarro and then it's mm. like episodes later the pirate captain go goes and attacks the planet it's like well when mando left there after killing a bunch of his guys like where'd the pirate captain go he just sat there in orbit forever till he decided to attack yeah that's one thing that have came earlier yeah exactly. i mean that should have happened almost right away and that and that one is where they had some stuff that was probably picked up from um rangers of the new republic yeah uh because you had that whole thing going on and I, and there like there was a lot of just navarro needs help and and so the x-wing pilot's like okay well i'm gonna go here i didn't get help from there okay i'm gonna go to coruscant didn't get help there okay i'm gonna go to the mandos maybe what they could have done to trim that down is cut out all the stuff with him going to coruscant yeah he goes straight to the mandos and they go, well, why doesn't the New Republic take care of this? Well, I already talked to them, and they said that's all they needed. They didn't have to have the scenes. Now, granted, they, have the, they had the thing with the ex-Imperial officer, but that little exchange I don't think was so necessary where you had to have that whole scene playing that out. So I Agreed. think just a little bit of dialogue could have cleared up that whole thing, and you ha- would have had more time to do some more important stuff that actually was with mandalore yeah um the other thing that doesn't make a lot of sense is they keep talking about like we're going to get together get all the mandos together and retake mandalore and i keep thinking retake it from who
1: Yeah. Like, the Empire so, still hold like it,
0: supposedly nobody's there the mandalorian just said i'm gonna go check it out Hey, turns out it's not poisoned. So what's this retaking? Just fly there and set up shop. (laughs) Now, I'm assuming that's where Moff Gideon or something comes into play. But the Mandalorians right now, they don't know that there's any threat to going back.
1: Mm. Why would... Yeah, and let's not forget, some Mandalorians... Didn't fight again. Some lords joined the Empire, if you remember from from the old EU and rebels. Yep. Like, so I wonder if they're still there on the planet too.
0: Well, but. okay. So the shuttle that supposedly had Moff Gideon on, there was evidence of Beskar there. So the question is, was Axe Wolves' group the ones that broke him out, which mm. could flip things a bit because obviously they didn't tell mando and bo katan about it like oh yeah we broke this guy out because he paid us and we're mercenaries uh that's something it could be or it could be there is another faction of mandalorians that broke him out or Uh what it could be like maybe the evidence was planted yeah uh, that's that would make more sense to me because what could happen is from moff gideon's perspective or whoever the big bad is they say we we need a force to go up against the Mandalorians. So what do we do is we frame them. And now the Mandalorians are going to be fighting the new Republic. And while the two of them are busy fighting each other, we can move in.
1: Mm. Uh, Not a bad bad thought. Yeah. It's possible. I don't, who knows with with the last episode, we just had to sit through and endure. Who knows what the, the next prospect could be. I was kind of hoping we might get a stinger of C. Thrawn for like the last little, like stinger, or at least see the Chimera with the big Chimera painting on the bottom. Something.
0: It could be we have an end credit scene the way we did to introduce us to Book of Boba Fett, and and/or we had an end credit scene too. So I wouldn't be surprised if they don't do something to like lead into Ahsoka with an end credit scene.
1: I hope so. Uh, well. We got two episodes left. We'll we'll see
0: what happens. Yeah, the th- the thing with Mando's, I have to say, okay, on an episode by episode basis, except for this last one, which had some good stuff in it, I've enjoyed each episode. Like I'm like, ah, oh, that was a fun time. But when viewed as a season, I definitely think that is where the weaknesses show. Agree. Taking it as a whole, and I also kind of miss the music from uh, uh Ludwig gornson like the guy they have doing the music now just mm, like it's mm. just
1: meh it's more like paint by numbers music rather than understanding the yeah. soft the soft intricacies of adding softness and emotional music to different emotional tenants of the of the plot and theme of the scenes yes i was talking about
0: i do have to say that there is one hypothesis we could have on maybe why this one hasn't been as good and you may not agree with me on this But could it be that what really, really makes it work is the combination of Favreau and Filoni, and Filoni is tied up on Ahsoka, so he's not there to balance certain things out.
1: Maybe. If it was mostly Favreau doing that... Well, this was Bryce Dale Howard directing this episode. She does a bunch well, i'm not of talking
0: little... about like an episode by episode direction i'm i'm talking about again like the overall mm, season
1: possibly but because i don't th- eh, maybe maybe I, it just it's hard to think about
0: the thing is is there there's a lot of elements that go into doing any of this and my my wonder is just it is it one of those things where it's all these different people as the ingredients And if you get the right amount of all those people in the right places, it'll make something magical. But you shift the elements or remove too much of one thing together, and now you end up with a bitter taste in your mouth. The thing we got to all remember too is you know, whether it's Star Wars or really anything else, even the best series made have their stinkers. You know, every once in a while they have their stinkers. I just think that series the way they're done now where it's not you know 20 some episodes where now you're dealing with you know eight episodes 13 episodes whatever you have one stinker that's a bigger piece of the pie that doesn't taste good and you know if this was 25 episodes and you have one that's bad well it's not it doesn't kick you as much so, when you only I, have eight
1: and you I, mess one up, well, that's that's uh, uh, 12 over 10% of your season crap. So, yep,
0: yep. So, so. all right, well, I think we're gonna wrap it up. We since we uh recorded two episodes back to back, we're going on like five hours plus.
1: <laughs> oh man, you know what? It, it doesn't feel like five hours because there's so much to talk about
0: oh my goodness yeah well i'm i'm glad i said you know what i think we really need to make two a yep. celebration one and a regular one because wow yep yeah if people uh would like to find you where can they do that
1: uh well you know i'm always at rebel scum at, at uh, hang on trolling the boards over there uh, i'm also on instagram at uh Rezekiah the ghost and doing my occasional photography there, which I'll be uploading uh, some more chapters from my photo novel there eventually, whenever I get the time. Uh, but that's usually where they can find me on Scum or on uh, Instagram. I kind of don't I, don't, I don't. I only don't even bother with Twitter anymore. It's it's either it's just angry angry fest of nerds versus an angry angry group of nerds, and it just it's too depressing. <laughs>
0: All right, if people want to get in touch with me or see anything I do, uh, go to holeinthegroundpro.com uh, for my business where I make props and diorama kits. And uh, they can also go there on, uh, to Hole in the Ground Productions on Instagram or Facebook. And if anyone wants to contact us about the show, Castle Run Collecting, uh, just look that up on Facebook. Uh, we have that as our primary social media. And if you want to, you can contact us through there. As I said at the beginning of the show, uh, contact me through Holy Ground Productions. And we will see you all on the next show.